Welcome to the Eclectic Gamers Podcast. Today is Sunday, June 11th. This is episode 195. So, so what's going on, Tony? Anything? Just been playing some games. Nothing new. Same games I had been playing. Reading books. Mm. Nothing fancy. Work's got a... I, I'm in the middle, or in the middle, I'm in the opening stages of a project that we've been planning for a little over a year now. Oh. Uh, so it is... We are doing, we are experimentally bringing our, we've always run about 50% capacity and we are experimentally coming up to a hundred percent capacity, uh, for the first time ever mm. because of large amounts of construction in our basin is going to require us in the next few years to go to full capacity. Uh, so we are doing it now as a test run to make sure all the equipment, everything's good to go so that when the actual flows get to that point, we are actually able to handle it. Okay. Well, drilling is very important. Yes. We, we love our drills. Yes. I'm, I'm not drilling anything. I'm just treating water. Yes. But it's, it's a practice run, right? So it's a drill. Eh, it's the practice run as in we're doing it when we have uh, enough capacity that we can take it back offline to make adjustments. Ah, okay. If everything works, everything will just stay online forever. Oh, okay. So if you can get it to go, you'll just keep it going. Right. All right. Oh, that's good. That's interesting. It, it's one of those things that it was always designed to work this way, but it's never been tested. Right. And it's been in service for 10 years. Hmm. So, so it's time to test it. Yes. It's and gonna be exciting. Let it be ready. And hopefully, hopefully it'll all go smooth. Hopefully. Yes. Well, that's exciting. I, I don't have anything nearly that exciting. I've uh, been busy uh, work-wise. I have a conference at the end of June every year that we host. And that's our big, we call it the mid-year meeting. It's actually, even though we have an annual meeting, the mid-year is actually the big meeting because we put it together by ourselves. We piggyback our annual meeting with another organization. So I don't have to plan very much. It's basically a board meeting where there are membership votes. Whereas the mid-year meeting is a whole educational thing with votes from the members and a board meeting. And, you know, I have to host it and arrange all the food and all that. We have uh, about 100 people registered for it. So we closed that out. I closed that out on Friday, got all the rest of the billing taken care of and uh, let the hotel know how many to expect. And I have everything else planned. So hopefully it goes pretty smooth. It went pretty smooth last year. Last year was the first year we offered continuing education. I have a lot of nurses right. who are uh, administrators and mostly administrators of health departments attend these things. So. Those nurses, uh, we started as of last year offering continuing education. So I, a lot of the stuff I have to prearrange well before when I close registration so that I can actually tell them, here's exactly how much nursing credit you'll get. Now, when we're done with the event, I'll be the one having to issue all of their certificates because we're a two-person organization, and that's how it works. And I've got about 50 that want nursing credit, well, that's- so, which is about the same as last year, I think, wanted um, my t- numbers are very, very similar uh, to last year, which is good. Uh, back when I started, this sort of event pulled about 50 people. So I've, I basically doubled it. Nice. But that's because we have funds that are helping pay for the registration, right. which always helps. Uh, speaking of help, uh, people can help us out by supporting us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Eclectic Gamers Podcast. Don't have any new Patreons to announce, so nothing there. I have done a few recent posts to it. Of course, we had our baby's first image I shared for June. And then I also 
uh, someone, this is kind of a, a pinball topic, but I'm going to go ahead and mention it here in the intro. Uh, someone messaged me and they sent me a little image of uh, Flappy, or excuse me, Flippy. Flappy's, a, Flappy's what I'm going to talk about, Flippy. All right, so Flippy is the mascot of Chicago Pinball Expo. It's a anthropomorphic flipper with arms and legs and a face with a grin, like a creepy grin though, like a, yeah. like a Rudy's Nightmare grin. And the person messaged it to me and messaged me the link to the uh, U.S. trademark office and said, don't you, like, basically in a nutshell said, don't you dare steal Flippy. He's trademarked. And I I guess I'm not surprised, except is Flippy really like a, th- I'm, yeah, I get it. People trademark things no matter what, really, whether people would take them or not. But I, I just, is Flippy going to be a thing, Tony? Do you think Flippy's going to be a thing? I think it's smart to trademark stuff. Uh, that you're going to use like that, if only to preemptively prevent people from trademarking it okay. and using it against you. Well, uh, I made my own version, and his name is Flappy. And instead of being uh, a red uh, band, he's got a blue band. And instead of having a smile, he's got a frown. And he's free for use. <laughs> so anyway, I shared him to the Patreon. I shared him to the Patreon. He's really used for the Patreon members. So there you go. There's Flappy. <laughs> if Southern Fried needs Flappy, they can use him. He's he's a public domain. Um, you know what you really needed to do is you needed to make an anthropomorphic bumper and just play it up with like the whole old uh, uh, the old Fat Albert stuff. Hey hey hey, uh-huh. pinball guys! <laughs> did you ever see those cartoons? Yes, you okay? I did. okay, yeah, I liked I liked Fat Albert. It's fun. <laughs> Uh, now, speaking of uh, remaining normal introduction stuff, uh, video games. So I actually went back to playing some Gems of War. I wow, used to play that all the time. It is, and they've expanded so much stuff. They want so many dollars. Uh, Did you give them all of your dollars? No, I haven't given them any dollars. But um, but I went ahead and I got a few achievements. Went back because just playing some of the new content that they they were like, right. here, you get an achievement for doing this stuff. So doing that, uh, realizing all my be- my team builds in it are awful. Like my favorite team build already before I left was had already been nerfed by the company because it was so powerful, and um. And so I'm just like, oh my gosh, I can't beat anything. I finally, one of my other older teams, which is also pretty good, but had uh, the nerfs weren't as bad. Uh, it's somewhat viable. And then, uh, don't co- worry about the meta. Just, yeah. just play. Oh the, no, I want a meta. I, I went and looked online and, and, uh, and also paid attention to who was like going into PVP, like which teams were destroying me. And I'm looking at them uh, if I can get a chance in. Like one of them, I went in, loaded, did my intro move, and then they took 18 turns and destroyed me. Like I didn't get a turn again. It was like total blue deck Magic the Gathering <laughs> wow. nonsense. That was just awful. And I re- because they would, they constantly would get in gym matches. Uh, if you in the way gems, of, gems of war is a gym. It's a, it's a. It's like bejeweled. It's a matching game. It's a match three right, game. Right. Yeah. It's a match three. But if you match four or more you get to have another turn. So that's all they did is they had things that would turn all the gyms the same color and they, and that would fill up another one of them who would then do the same thing with a different color. And it was just, and while they're doing it, they're doing damage. And I'm just <laughs> like, why do I not get to play? This is not, this is not for, this is like playing against Sombra and Overwatch. This is not fun. <laughs> uh, and so anyway, uh, I also, a couple days ago, I'd kind of forgotten about this, and then I was I was communicating with Don, former host of the the Pinball Podcast, mm-hmm. and he'd asked me if I had uh, started Puzzle Quest Three, 
And I remembered there was Puzzle Quest 3, but then I'd forgotten it had come out. And I was like, I don't remember how much that is. Because I played the first Puzzle Quest. It's the same company. Right. And I really liked Puzzle Quest. Uh, And it's a free game. So I downloaded it. It wants money, too. Uh, but I got through chapter one yesterday, so I didn't put much time. I put a lo- I didn't put much time in when I downloaded it, but I put a lot in yesterday. So uh, that one's different because now it's it's still match three, but you can move the gym's diagonal. So my brain doesn't want your brain. Doesn't- my brain's like this is not normal. This is wrong. It's and I'm a dumb. big old. I'm playing a berserker, Minotaur. That that's that's my role. I know, but it's mine now. <laughs> I've taken it, and and she's a Minotaur, and she's big, and she's just like. Sup. Sup. Because <laughs> that's what Minotaurs say. So anyway, so that's my intro. So speaking of Minotaurs, uh, we don't have any to talk about in pinball, but we do have a new pinball game we're going to discuss. However, I think the first thing we need to start with this stern pinball, because we had a rumor corner two weeks ago about the Godzilla topper, and that's now come out. And once again, rumor corner, arguably never wrong, has been right once more. It wasn't just flat plastics. Almost was all flat plastics. So, um, <laughs> Topper came out. Have you seen that? You've seen the I've, Topper? I have definitely okay. seen that. So, for those that don't, object. let me paint you a word picture. Uh, though you all, if you're interested, you just go online and look because you know pictures are worth a thousand words. I ain't going to paint with that many colors. So, um, anyway, it has a Godzilla figure, which is basically identical to the Godzilla figure everyone hates. That's in the premium, right? Like it's the same size. I don't know if it's completely identical or not. But he's up on the on there, so he's a sculpt. Then there's this plume, uh, his atomic bre- breath plume, uh, which has 21 color-changing RGBs yes, in the, it. The, the we get it, you vape, bro plume. Yes, yes. And then there are flat plastic tanks. There's a flat plastic uh, cityscape in the back, and the cities have lighting effects in them that make them look like they're burning. And it comes with a game mode. Uh, and it's $1,000. Um. Reaction has been mixed uh, to this topper, Tony, I'm, and that maybe doesn't surprise you. No. A lot of people uh, were very disappointed that this was the direction it went. A lot of people said that uh, the lighting effects uh, look way better than maybe what they expected. Uh, I would I would argue they look way better than what Stern presented because Stern basically didn't show us the light show except for the flaming building. Like the plume right. just looked like a vape cloud. Yeah. There are lots of jokes about that. Uh, Zach Minnie with Flippin' Out Pinball put out his own video where he installed the topper and let you actually see like the vape cloud and that it's not just like rotating through the, you know, I'm going to call it JJP style, the full rainbow of colors, but rather trying to make it look like, you know, the blue breath beam or flame beam sort of stuff. So that, you know, the integration, a lot it of people helps have a the, little bit, a lot of people have praised the integration. And there's been a big debate about that OEM toppers, you know, manufacturer made toppers are superior uh, than third party toppers, really, regardless of how they look, because of these things like what Stern has done or CGC or anyone else, where there's this that plugs in and it's integrated into the code in some way. So People I praise wonder what, the DLC. Mm-hmm. They love downloadable content. Yeah. For their- and I guess you got to pay an extra thousand dollars for yeah, it. Yeah. And, uh, and it, again, it's an exclusive mode, but, but. You know, I'm, I'm hedging on that because my understanding is that's how Jurassic Park's mode, you know, they had the like goat mode, goat right. jackpot mode as an exclusive mode. And then eventually it came out available, I believe, for Insider Connected to have anyway. So will that eventually happen with this? We don't know. But once. Ah, so you either have to be 
have a, a, a buy a thousand dollar topper or be one of the insiders to get access. Well, it's it just for having the insider connected kit and oh for having the right kit. Okay. right you don't have to you don't have to be the paid member it was i think it's just a part of having insider connected and godzilla was the first game that they all came with insider right. connected so everyone has that so uh i don't know uh, my, my point is just that if you call something exclusive and then it's no longer exclusive once why would i ever trust you to keep something not that i i think it should stay exclusive I don't know if people want to pay a thousand dollars for the way it is. I think in this instance, all it is is the ability to do like one of the wizard modes uh, as a standalone game mode. I don't think it's like a hidden, like right. special, like progressive just, jackpot thing. I don't think. I'm not a fan of the sculpt. The Godzilla sculpt, I think, is. Oh. But there's a light that throws its shadow on the, on one of the walls. Oh, that's so dumb! It throws the shadow. Shadow. Zilla. That only work. That means that only works if you've got your 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 Zilla in a corner. Don't you? Nobody put puts Godzilla in uh, a corner. Oh. Nobody puts Godzilla in a corner. Okay. Well, anyway, well, the topper's out. I won't be buying it. I don't even know if it would fit on on under my ceiling though. So I always have an excuse to not buy these things. Right. Like you, you also have the excuse that it's a thousand dollars. Yeah, but what's a thousand dollars to a pinball collector, Tony? I know that's true, but I mean, it's, what's a mere? What's a mere thousand? I don't even know if there are any available anymore. Initially, th- some uh, dealers were sold out, and some weren't. I don't know if they've all sold out yet or not, because a lot of people, again, it's a thousand dollars, and I think a lot of people were really hoping for something uh, m- m- with mechanical movement, like Mothra flapping her wings, mm-hmm. or the one I most commonly heard was a. King Ghidorah sculpt with with one or more of the heads moving, like Black Knight's head. That's what I, I mean, wanted. That would was, have been acceptable. Was something like that. Um, but, it would have been better than what we got. Well, I would have been happier with a more quality Godzilla sculpt. Well, you can replace it because he's just zip tied to it. Yeah, and, and and you would you would want to. I mean, what do you think SH about monster works? What do you make, think about the theory? Plenty of good sculpts. Uh, what do you think about the the theory that's been floated that Stern deliberately zip ties the Godzilla there to make it easier for you to mod your one thousand dollar mod? I think that would make a lot of sense for okay. for Stern to do. Okay, okay. <laughs> we just zip tied it down because people are just going to replace it anyway. Yeah, I mean that was some people have floated that kind of like how uh, I don't when, know that that's a good. thing. I don't know, but but. That I, I could see that being an argument made. They've used that argument for with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles topper. There was the people, a lot of people complained when that topper came out because it was like a flat plastic that said Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on the topper. And then just below it says the same way Teenage Mutant Turtles like on the trans light. But they just had like two visible screws right there. So you could easily just remove the TMNT branding off the topper. Right. So people like, well, they must have done that on purpose because they knew it looked stupid. Uh, and the and the and the license probably told them it has to say Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on it. So they made a detachable sign so you could detach it so you didn't hate yourself. I don't know, but that's the sort of the theory. It, that that it's a pinball theory. Okay, don't sue us. Well, if you're not into Godzilla, uh, Topper, what do you think about a new pinball manufacturer? Woohoo! Yet and another one. This right. is what like seven this year. I don't know. I mean, it's a, it's the seventh new game. Uh, but in terms of a new manufacturer, I mean, so Pinball Adventures has formally unveiled their Punny Factory finally. So that's right. their first game. So that's out. And now here's Hexa Pinball. I 
I not quite sure why they call themselves hexa pinball. I think maybe they use some hex symbols on some of the stuff, but they look like squares to me, um, which is not very hexy. But hex hexa pinball, French manufacturer. Maybe um, it means something special in French. Maybe I don't know. Uh, I don't know French. So I have a link. I have two links in the show notes. I have a link to a Nap Arcade article which has all the details about the game. If you want to look at some up close pictures, very that's a pink. great place to go. It's very pink. It is. I, we, we can discuss that. And then I also have a link in the show notes to Hexa Pinball's YouTube trailer for Space Hunt, their first game, which I do recommend. You don't really need to watch the video. I just want you to listen to the video so you can experience Space Hunt. <laughs> I, I it's such a banger. I, I had to emphasize that H. Just, to make <laughs> just hunt, hunt. It's, it's, it's such a banger. Is it the, 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 Is it the, the, the best song the, of the year, or would you, or would you prefer the Godfather theme by Slash? Oh no! This is better than the Godfather theme than my. Yeah, no, this is better than 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 the Slash Godfather theme. Okay. Um, I mean, this is no peaches. Peaches. This is, okay. but but That's it is true. it is. They didn't hire Jack Black clearly, right? To write Obviously. Space Hunt, even though it has about the same number of words as Peaches did <laughs> in, it, in it, almost. Um. So just real quick, uh. The price on this game, I think, basically is going to rule it out for most people, given that it's an original theme from a startup company. But ninety five hundred U.S. dollars is that's basically their their euro price converted. So I don't know exactly what it will be U.S. I'm noting that because I believe their euro price included VAT, which value added tax would I believe normally be removed for an American making a purchase, but there's also going to be shipping charges to get it to stateside. So I think around 9,500 is probably realistic. Probably good. Um, so uh, as Tony noted, the game is extremely pink. It does have a, an upper right play field with a single flipper uh, that has some sort of uh, dangling. It reminds me of a tilt bob. It's got like this dangling tilt bob esque thing with a hole in it where you can loop around the hole or, I guess get the ball into that hole or it will drain back out onto a habit trail. But I, no one knows if that thing's that dangly thing is wired to anything to read. I, I can't fathom why they would have it and not have it like why have it at all and not just have a big old Sarlacc pit sort of hole there. But anyway, so that's there. Uh, they've got three different uh, ramp entrances uh, one of which feeds that upper play field, one of which uh, the other two actually feed uh, two different habit trails. Um, I think there's a actually there's a there's a fourth ramp entrance, which is a 360 ramp. It's the second most to the right. Uh, originally, I thought that might have been a vertical up kicker, but that's actually a, a one eight, oh, not a 360. That would make no sense. I just go in a loop. Uh, uh, 180, 180 uh, ramp. And uh, very, very pink. Uh, my initial impression looking at the art, because there's like some Cthulhu-esque alien stuff in the art and such, was maybe they were going for that cyberpunky 80s total nuclear annihilation pink. But it, to me, looks like Pepto-Bismol was spilled on the playfield and sort of stained the base white wood. And that's just what we had to work with. But that's my take. What are your thoughts on Space Hunt, Tony? Uh, I don't know. It looks weird. I watched the trailer. The trailer didn't really give away much, but... I don't know. It, I think I would like to see it actually played, and or actually play it myself. It, the only the big thing is, like you said, the little dangler 
and the whole interests me. I want to know exactly what that is set up and how that works. Otherwise, it, it looks very pink and yeah, like any other pinball machine. The geometry doesn't look bad, other than the confusion about that upper play field, which I, I'll go ahead and say I don't like this upper play field, even without knowing what that does. Like the simple looping of the shot... Uh, reminds me too much of, do you remember, it wasn't an upper play field, but you remember Rob Zombie and there was that like bucket of chicken little upper section that was super easy to, I don't know if this is going to be that easy, but it was not a fun area on that game. And this reminds me of it. Well, I think the ramp to get up to it's going to be kind of interesting. Yeah. I think uh, most of the rest of this layout would almost, I mean, actually we removed that upper play field. This would be a fan layout. Uh, Everything's in the back. Uh, Lots of, of, shots that may be well laid out it doesn't look like it plays bad i yeah i'm curious about it but at the price point they've established i think uh i would say it's clearly not designed for american audiences is there even one pop bumper on it i don't see one um yeah there are two you you just can't make them out because they blend in with the back of the play field oh i see them they're the purple yeah with the little head. It's the there same. They they, their caps match. Their the, caps match the, the play back field of the perfectly. Play field at the top, yep. So that's why they blend in from this angle. Very nice. I thought they were just, because they look as those same kind of symbols are in a couple of places. So. Yes. The little squiddy Cthulhu alien things. But anyway, uh, well, uh, congratulations, though, to Hexa Pinball for releasing a game. And, you know, I don't know. Uh, Given it's a European manufacturer, I'm going to assume they're going to be targeting their domestic market, the European market for sales. And it makes sense. And uh, maybe it's relatively price competitive there. Versus, I don't know how much it costs to get a Stern overseas and and what you you have to pay to get to get a Stern Pro, for example. It's not price competitive for the U.S. market, but I just don't think it's made for us because it's so out of like you look at something like uh, Punny Factory's pricing, which is more than a Stern Pro, but it's not obscenely more right um but they're also in north america so it's not the same difficulty to get it over to us if one were to try and get it this not everything's made for america i know uh it's just that's a good point the problem is the problem for these manufacturers is like it or not we are where most pinball sales can be had because we have we may not have the highest per capita culture of pinball i would argue and I may be wrong on this, but I always get—I get this feeling. It's just a gut feeling. Australia might per capita actually have more pinball people. I'm not sure, but population-wise, it's such a smaller country, right? That your maximum sales that can be had there are not great. And Europe used to be a huge, huge playground for pinball. And I honestly, I don't know what's going on with Europe anymore, but it just doesn't feel like they buy like they used to. And some of this is my analysis of like seeing our download figures and setting VPNs and stuff aside. Uh, Europe is not like a huge listening audience for us compared to Canada and Australia. So now part of that is in some of those countries, they might not be most comfortable listening to a podcast in English, but many European countries do have a lot of people who speak English. So I just don't, I don't know. I don't know. And that may be a bad example because we also talk about video games and we're also deeply unpopular. So we have to factor in those things. I mean, those are very those valid, are valid points. Things. Well, that's all the pinball news that we have. So the other thing to do, Tony, is go over our rumor corner. Rumor corner. Rumor corner. Rumor corner. Rumor corner. Rumor corner. 
Tony. Yeah. Okay. This rumor corner is about the upcoming Harry Potter pinball. We got to talk a little bit about Harry Potter, right? We've, we've, it's been decanted. We, it was allowed to breathe. I think that's what decanting does. I don't know. I don't really know things about liquor. So, but that's what we're going to use for this analogy. So we've decanted the, the Harry Potter and it's breathed. And now we need to breathe life into this with rumor corner, Tony. It's not funny. It's rumor corner. This is super serious. Super serious. Super serious. So, one of the things that has come up is the speculation on who is going to design this game. And the consensus in the community, by large, is definitely Eric Minier. Followed by some people theorizing maybe Steve Ritchie, that maybe it would be, a, be given to Ritchie. The rumor corner is, no, it's Mark Seiden. Which is you brought up last time. Uh, yes. And some might say, Dennis, you're just doing this because you control the rumor corner and you want Mark Seiden. I was not going to say I, that. I said some. Some might say that. And you know what? Maybe they're right, but they don't get to know how rumor corner is made. So we don't know. But let me tell you. It's all in the implication. Me, let, now imagine me with a whiteboard doing the, you know, the guy in the meme, the crazy. Let, let me show you how it's all connected, Tony. Let okay. Me, all right. This Connect is, it. This is, my, this is my evidence. This is my, again, it's rumor corner. So it's just a rumor. It may not be true. Maybe maybe best to not think it's true. But this is what the evidence shows me. Okay. Point one. Mark hasn't had a game come out yet. He's got to put something out at some point, right? Why not Harry Potter? Two. He was known for doing the Metroid uh, pinball homebrew. Mm-hmm. That's so like that was his that's what proved him. That was what showed he had design chops. So on pin side. In the thread for the Pinball Network, where they list all the podcasts that they put out, he posted a, a message because that this sort of topic with him and Harry Potter and all that came up at one stage. And there was a part where I think I I kind of snarked to Zach that Mark doesn't listen to this show, so da, 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 and that he needs to quit being mean to Mark or whatever. And so he <laughs> came in and he said, "No, I listen. How else would I know the industry news?" <laughs> so my point is though. I mentioned something about uh, that there should be Metroid Easter eggs in his Harry Potter game. And one of the things he posted, though, in the in the thread is a picture of a sauce bottle. I wasn't familiar with the sauce. It kind of looked like an A1 sauce bottle for okay. Americans, if you're familiar with A1 steak sauce. Uh, but it had a picture of, of Ridley, that dinosaur pterodactyl looking nemesis in, in Metroid games, mm-hmm. uh, showed him flying around Big Ben. That's was what the sauce bottle had. Like it had Ridley on it and Big Ben on it on a sauce bottle. So here's the thing, Tony. Think about it. <laughs> what takes place? Big Ben is in the UK. What else takes place in the UK? Sherlock Holmes. Yes. And what else that isn't an AP license but is a JJP license takes place in the UK? You're a wizard, Harry. That's right. It's Harry Potter. Harry Potter, Tony. And <laughs> what would be you know, get this. What would be really saucy? Mark being the designer. It's all connected. It's all connected. That's that's definitely that would be the so- that would be a some, saucy play. There's some lines because everyone's gonna be like, it's got to be Eric, to right? Eric's in charge there. now. Eric's gonna give himself the best license, and then others are like, well, maybe I, Steve, that was my maybe thought. Steve Ritchie. He's such a veteran. You want to, you know, you want it to I flow. I figure Ritchie's already you working quid- on something. You want the Quidditch ball to flow for days. I'm like, no, no. What's the saucy play? What would Ridley want? 
he'd want Mark to do it. So that's your rumor corner. Are you rumor tanked? That works. Good. All right. Video games. There's nothing. Oh, phew. good. Because I watched this whole like uh, summer game fest thing, and I was just like, this stuff is dumb. Yeah, it's all dumb. Okay. Okay. No, but really, uh, a couple interesting things, some of which are probably no surprise, have popped out in the last two weeks. Uh, Super Mario Brothers movie made a billion dollars, so obviously they're going to make a sequel that's on pause because writer strike. Yes. Um, but it is now being reported that Nintendo and 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 Universal are inking the final deals for Legend of Zelda. Hi-ya! So that brings up the most important question: Who are they going to get to voice act? Who originally did like, him in the cartoon? It it doesn't matter. It's it not going to be that guy. Well, excuse. <laughs> they got to work that in. Excuse <laughs> me, princess. That's what we want. So I, I think they need to keep the Chris's up and go with Chris Pine. Captain Kirk. Yes. <laughs> He's going to get confused. Uh, you know like, what? I'm a bard. <laughs> Link is a bard now. I come up with the plans. <clears throat> My original thought, because it's totally the opposite of what you would ever expect, is obviously Ving Rhames. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Get that real deep voice <laughs> rolling in there. <laughs> you know what? It, it would be worth it. It'd be fun. It would be hilarious. Yeah, no, I mean, I don't think that's really a surprise. Uh, of all of the big Nintendos, that's the most obvious one to take next. Um, personally, I would have probably preferred Metroid, but that's just because I'm kind of a sci-fi buff, and I don't actually think they're going to do Metroid because the others make more sense. Um Diablo 4 released and is doing the exact opposite of Diablo 3. It has great buzz. It's hugely successful, hugely popular. Blizzard's reporting it is their fastest selling game of all time. Uh, we've seen questions in our Discord about Diablo yes. 4. And we, when when you're finally going to play it, Tony, as a Diablo <laughs> fan yourself. I know. And I, I mean, I'm, I'm in debate. And, and 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 it'll probably be next weekend. <laughs> okay. So it's a short debate. It's a pretty short debate. So Bobby can put you down for two. <laughs> so uh, uh, I, I've been, I've talked to enough people who've played it this the, that have been really enjoying it that I think I'll probably pull the trigger on mm. it. Uh, it's just going to be, I don't want to pick up a new game with everything I have going on this right. week because it's just going to be one more thing because I mean, we have stuff multiple evenings this week that we're doing and then my, between my work stuff and I, and in addition to all the stuff that we're doing on the evenings, I have multiple things on pretty much almost every evening. Mm-hmm. I have something scheduled. Yeah. This and so it's just not even worth doing it. The listeners have, cause they have no idea. Tony and I, a friend of ours that uh, was a roommate of ours back mm-hmm. in college is coming back in town. So we're going to go out and have dinner with him sometime this week. And then we also have uh, for my wristwatch YouTube, I have a, a game on that on a different day. And Tony, is going to uh, participate on that. So I got that. And then you've got other stuff on the other days. It's just, this is a, this is a bad week. This week, picking yeah. Up a new game. This week is like really, because I was thinking about grabbing it and I'm looking at the, I'm looking at everything. It's like, I will basically get to play that game like today mm-hmm. and then not get to touch it again for a week. If Golem drops another $29, I'm getting it. 
If it drops under twenty nine dollars, they're gonna be paying you to play it. No, it would be one dollar. <laughs> then I mentioned that to Don uh, from Pinball Podcast, and he's like, "Don't waste your uh, don't." Your li- I think he said, "Life is too short for you to play such a bad game." And I'm like, I didn't respond to that. I was just like, "At a dollar, no, it's not. <laughs> At a dollar, At a dollar, I'm gonna be going for my precious. You're gonna be going for your precious." Well, I mean, I'll I'll jump ahead here in my notes a little bit. <laughs> Uh, they're already laying groundworks. Uh, this is from Summer Game Fest. Yes. So lots of announcements. Lots of announcements. Game. But we'll jump this announcement up a little bit to match with it. Lord of the Rings: Return to Moria, because that's what we need is a Lord of the Rings game where you play where it's a building like Minecraft. Yeah, I wasn't sure if it was thing. a Minecraft or if it was like doing an RTS thing and it yeah. was base building in Moria as Yeah, it it was hard to tell. It looked like it could go either way or if it was almost like um dungeon ke- keeper oh, type. Like, okay, yeah, dungeon type. Keeper. You know, they didn't show some much of those formats play. would be it actually I don't hate the idea. The graphics were rough. I was like, this looks really janky for a modern game uh, with such a big license, but... It's because they probably made quick passes to get rid of the emo. They probably all the all the dwarves were probably ha- had one thing a hair over their eyes greased down and, and dark pencil and everything. <laughs> so is that the same company? I, I don't I know. Hope not. I don't I think hope so. Not. I don't think they were working on two projects at the exact same time like that. <laughs> that golem is so bad. Come make it a dollar so I can play it. Come on. You you want one dollar. I I at one dollar I will make it fun. I will make it fun for me. <laughs> I can do it. So I, I will it. He, I will, he'll will it. To it be, to I will be. it to be good. One dollar. Play I, golem. Drinking I, game. I, I, Every I, time something cringe happens, you have to do, drink. You know what? I I had a lot of fun making fun of all the bugs I encountered in Cyberpunk. I like that, joined their subreddit. I uploaded videos. I put together all the, my <laughs> glitches, and I was like, "This is fun." I mean, I'm sad about how much I paid, but <laughs> but at a dollar, that sadness goes goes away. Was Was Cyberpunk the last time you paid full price for a AAA game? I think so. I think so. I so rarely buy a game right when it comes out, though. Right. It's very I, well. And that's in why fact, I, the last one before it was, which was also super disappointing, was Battlefield 2042. Yeah, because I love playing. I at least I used to love playing Battlefield games, but yeah, that's why I held off on Diablo because I remember what Diablo three was when it launched. Yeah, well, Diablo three turned out to be okay. Supposedly, yeah. though, with uh, four, good. That's what I hear. Four is good. Uh, more uh, summer game fest. There was a ton of announcements. Oh, I'm yeah. only highlighting. I, I watched a lot of these trailers. I went and uh, I missed most of the actual live stream so i went back and just caught the trailers of the ones i thought looked cool yeah so if, if i missed one that you thought looked cool throw it in your here. list looks pretty comprehensive but the uh, listeners don't know yet what's on your list we'll see uh prince of persia yeah the prince of persia games are super popular i've never really gotten into them but i, I know they're super popular and people I, like i them. played one on the 360 and um it was i think it was more three-dimensional than like this was very metroidvania yeah, uh, but it, it but it had those mechanics. Like you had to go around and pick up items to be able to get past certain spots. So yeah, yeah. I mean, if that's if you like a Metroidvania, maybe it's one to check out. Right, and I'm not I'm not a huge Metroidvania person, uh, not anymore. Um, Path of Exile Two, Path of Exile was the free to play uh, game that everyone went to when Diablo Three was trash. Uh, it was it went over very well. I enjoyed it. Uh, I played it some. So the second one coming out, yep, 
timing's going to be interesting just after Diablo 4. So Mortal Kombat 1 is just, I only put it in here. I don't actually care about the Mortal Kombat. It's just they're, we're back to having this thing where you're restarting worlds. I know this is like a prequel kind of story that or thing. it's a world reset uh, yeah like the, the, the timeline i don't know because i i'd seen this before summer game fest i watched right. a trailer on it and i wasn't really clear if it's a alternate timeline a, a true reboot or if they're saying in their canon you know kind of marvel dc style that the timeline is being reset and like they've been incorporated it into the plot. I guess if you're into Mortal Kombat plots, then okay. But there you go. Yeah. Lots of fatalities, though. Uh, lots and lots of fatalities. Lies of P, which mm. is a steampunk po- Pinocchio kind of action combat game. I didn't. I didn't see this one. It the art's really good, but it is. It, it didn't show much. It 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 was definitely not a hey here's a minute of gameplay type thing. It was very much a trailer just showing different things, uh, and only a little bit of it looked like gameplay. But it definitely has a very interesting aesthetic to it. Uh, Space Marine 2, this winter, mm-hmm. three-player co-op. Mm. So, I played the first Space Marine. I love the Space Marine game. It was great. Uh, so I'm very interested in the new one. Uh, and with co-op, it could be really fun. Hi-ya. Hi-ya. For the blood god. <laughs> 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 the Emperor protects. Uh, John Carpenter's Toxic Commando. Now, I hated the name of this because all I could think of was the Toxic Avenger. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> when I first saw the name, I'm like, are you kidding me? The trailer actually looked fun. Yeah, it looked like a John Carpenter movie. It very much Low did. budget. It is supposed to be like an humor. 80s style bad humor. Probably action. lots of teak and mahogany jokes. It, yeah, for sure. It definitely looks interesting, but it's basically zombie apocalypse. And it's four-player co-op. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're road tripping it. And you're it. road tripping it. So there's lots of vehicle. There was lots of videos in the trailer of like, one person's driving the car and mowing down zombies and somebody else is sitting beside them in the passenger seat shooting zombies off the hood. Yes. So it could be fun. It could be. I, I, I like the co-op idea. There's been a lot of co-op games lately. Um, Like a Dragon Gaiden. Mm. Uh, the Like a Dragon games have been... Yeah, that was like the Yakuza yeah, style. Uh, very, very popular. So I hadn't historically played those, but then I I played uh, I played two of them since I played yeah. the one the RPG style one, and then I played one that's in the more traditional where you it's an you know action fighting game, mm-hmm. and the stories are pretty good. Those both took place in the same Kamaracho city, so the layouts were the, basically the same city, uh, but. Yeah, actually, I I've been impressed by by them. They they take a while to get through if you want to do everything in them. But yeah, and this one it looked the trailer looked really good. Yeah, I guess this is the the most popular character uh, from those series. So I imagine fans like longtime fans are probably more excited and there, than, and than you, I am. Be real easy to be yeah. a longtime fan of yes. that series because there's yes. a lot of them. Yes, there are. Um, under the waves, it looks so, like a more realistic horror take on like subnautica Uh, yeah i i couldn't get a feel for this i 
when I was watching it, that, that was probably be how I would describe it as well, but I'm not quite sure what I'm supposed to be afraid. Like, I don't know what's going on. Right. So I couldn't, I didn't have a context of, I think it's supernatural, but maybe it's just underwater, like what lurks in the deep yeah. sort of stuff. It, it, it or maybe a, the guy's going crazy. I can't. I, I think can't they did a very good tell. job of making a trailer that piqued your interest without telling you. Yeah, everything. but it didn't make me want to buy it. No, but it made you interested enough that when they drop something else later, you'll take a look at mm. it. Um, space trash scavenger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is such a me game uh, it's just like walking around cleaning up space trash and then putting it in and then like building a base and then clean up more space trash very much a me style game um star trek infinite uh is a it looks to be a 4x star trek game that's being published by paradox uh every single thing i've seen is pretty much people making jokes that they must have hired uh, the some of the Star Trek modders for Stellaris. It just said here, the Star Trek mods for Stellaris are the most popular mods. Just make a Star Trek mm. game. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, Stellaris is one of those uh, games that is hugely popular and has tons of DLC. And I've got like the base game and I've played a little bit, but I've not gotten nearly as deep into it as that game uh, would require you to do. Uh Lafanga Time Shift Warrior, Liz Fanga Time Shift Warrior. It's Hades, except for like you can rewind time and generate like echoes of yourself. Oh, yes. So you fight yeah. with like more of yourself. It, it looked really interesting. Um, if it could hope to be anything near as good as Hades, it'd probably be an amazing game. We'll just have to see. Uh, it's not made by the Hades people, obviously. They're working on Hades too, but it, it's that type of view and gameplay from the looks of it. And finally, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is coming. It's going to be two discs, and it's a PS5 exclusive. As all the Final Fantasies seem to be. Right. I was confused when I saw this because I, I didn't understand that they've changed the story. Yes. Because I'm like... Um, I was like, why is is this a sequel? Like, why are they talking about it's been five years? Like, Cloud didn't take a five year break in Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, apparently in the new the seven remakes, they have been changing the story and the timeline. Okay. So, and supposedly they worked very hard to make it so that if you've not played the one before this, you could pick this one up and play it with no problem. Okay. Well, there were a few other games. Um. That because I see that's the end of your list. Uh, mm -hmm. There was a Sonic game. Yeah, that they was did revealed, announce a Sonic uh, a new, game. A 2D, a 2D style, style Sonic. So if you like the old traditional, like you know, Green Hills and going along and getting rings, though they did give them new power ups. So, so I saw that. That looked okay. If you like that that format, there was one. Oh, I can't remember the name of it. I I want to call it Hell's Gate, but that might not be right. Where this it looked kind of like you were a. Uh, old timey vampire hunter like oh, they had him yeah. shooting witch, some it's witch hunter witch hunter thank you yeah yeah i don't know what to make of that one yet either if I, I would find that fun or not and of course they had some this was already announced so i'm not surprised it's not on your list but this summer the that game you brought it up already before the one where it's the fps with magic yeah they had an extended they had an uh, extended look kind at of it. a set of uh piece together like vertical slice almost of of one of the combat sections yeah i i didn't throw that one in here because no because it wasn't new. It, like it wasn't new and, it wasn't but new. um but they did they did give it some they did give it some good air time so so we'll see how that goes how 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 all these games turn out so but 
Um, moving on, Twitch oopsied again. Yes. Oh, again, some of my other discords where there are pinball streamers. This became <laughs> for a hot minute was 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 the uh, topic du jour. Oh, I'm I am sure because they basically they. <sighs> They just made some decisions to make changes to their rules, and they made them in a vacuum. Why are they so bad at their ch- like? I don't know. And they even have an ambassador system where where they have people that they are normally run stuff by, and they didn't use it this time. Uh, for those who are wondering, what they did is they released rules uh, that changed their branding guidelines that put uh, severe rules on streamers about what they could do with sponsors. Uh, the changes included limiting on-stream logos to less than 3% of screen size, uh, not allowing pre-recorded advertisements of any kind, um, and they changed how those rules were going to apply. They were going to apply even to like charity streams. So for case in point, we just watched Summer Games Done Quick. Yep. And it would have been a huge hit to Summer Games Done Quick because mm-hmm. there's lots of pre-recorded stuff yeah. in Summer Games Done Quick, and there's lots of overlays that are bigger than three percent. And yeah, it is. Def- it was definitely not well taken by uh, the community. Yeah, the three percent thing was what, unsurprisingly, is what triggered a lot of pinball streamers because, well, one, given the real estate of how they have to lay things out, they often do have fairly large logos mm-hmm. of sponsors. And in fact, one of the uh, uh, Chuck Wirt is his name. He organizes one of the pinball shows, one of the conventions that happens. One of the things he sells is sponsor logos on the live stream of the tournament. Right. And it's like, well, there would be a clear viol. I mean, you have to shrink them so small. What three percent? What you're going to even be able to read it? Oh, definitely not. I saw examples of the three percent. I was like, this is like a joke. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is like tiny, tiny. So anyway, continue. Uh, the backlash was pretty hard. Uh, hard enough that they canceled and withdrew all of those changes uh, while they have discussions to make them better. Uh, they did put out, also put out an apology where they tried to make an excuse that, oh, uh, we just, it, this didn't change anything. It was just poorly worded. Mm-hmm. Talking about yeah, the, I saw that one. the no uh, uh, pre-recorded stuff. They were, they're trying to explain that they're well. They're just trying to get rid of third-party advertisers. They they didn't mean you couldn't pre-record stuff for your personal sponsors. They meant something else. So you couldn't hire like a well a third-party advertising group to run their own ads. Why didn't they thing. say it then? You know what has to happen because they wanted it to go no, through. This yeah. is what has to happen now. They have to make the OGL public domain. Yeah. This is the damage. This is the only hope now. It's their only We've hope. seen this. We've seen this. This is what this feels like. Is Hasbro? It does feel like that. Uh, I don't know what is up with all of this because Hasbro did that. Twitch has been having. They've been fighting the fifty-fifty pay split and everything else for a while now. Um. So what's going on with that? Because I see you have a, a notation. No, I just uh, that that was just a note. A note that with their way their current pay splits are set up, sponsorships are the primary way the people who work there actually make money because they don't get as nearly as much money from Twitch as they do from their sponsors. Right. So and that's pretty destroying common in, their in branding of, is hard. Right. And lots of space. Like that's, that's common. And even though the splits are, are far more generous, um, 
like the money one raises through AdSense on YouTube, for example. Most of the, if you're doing YouTube professionally, the secret, it's not a secret at all, though, everyone will tell you. The secret, though, is you get sponsors because the sponsors are where you, you get most of the money. Right. You need so many views for, I mean, it depends on what your niche is and stuff in terms of what your average rate of return is on ads. And YouTube uh, does a good ad split, but it's still, most people would, it's great if you're not trying to make a living, but if you're trying to make a living, Unless yeah, you're, you're super, yeah. and even all, everyone who's super huge has sponsors. Like right. Mr. Beast isn't just sitting there counting his ad revenue. It's like he's got sponsor money that probably eclipses it. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, they all Twitch also made changes to their uh, terms of service, uh, making it against the rules. Wow, why did how did that autocorrect a toe so many times in the notes? Uh, against the rules to simulcast on other Twitch-like services for all users. But what was weird was how they wrote it. Right. Now, that's always been the case for affiliates, that's right? Been, right. For affiliates and partners have not been able to simulcast right. without pre-existing permission. Correct. Correct. And with uh, the Pinball Network, we were doing some pinball on our Twitch channel in 2022. We did some streaming, and we deliberately did not get affiliate status so that it could be simulcast to Facebook and YouTube at the same time. Right. And a lot of people have done that, or they if they had it prior, prior they revoked their affiliate status mm. to be able to simulcast. Well, they've now stretched this to everything. Interestingly enough, because of how they wrote it, you can still simulcast to TikTok. Really? Yes. Just them? Just TikTok. Why? I don't know. Hmm. Okay. Well, that's weird. Yeah. I don't know why. Uh, they don't specifically name TikTok, but the way they worded it, TikTok doesn't fall into the uh, hmm. places where you're not allow, allowed to. I wonder. There must be something about the environment or they have an arrangement with them. It's one I or, figure one it's of, either one of those or they just didn't think about it as they obviously haven't thought about other rule changes they've done in. Well, yeah, but again, I would be like, why don't you just say there's no third party streaming? Period. Dot, stop. There, yeah. you're done. Yeah. You don't want to list them all. What Unless you get prior permission. What if someone makes f- f- farce book? <laughs> it's okay to simulcast a farce book. You can, you, can, you can work to the work face. You can simulcast to the work face. Yes. Uh, but, and obviously, like some of their big people have permission to simulcast. Oh, what? Critical Role? Critical Role does. Yeah. Of course, it's their, <laughs> biggest, it's their biggest cash cow. <laughs> if they lost Critical Role, they might as well just shut the doors. Uh but they, because they simulcast on YouTube. YouTube, yeah. Uh, the only rules are the while they can simulcast the stream, the videos can't be available on YouTube for one week, and there's no chat on YouTube. Mm. So the chat is only available on Twitch, which is okay. fine. That's why I watch it on YouTube because Twitch chat is bad. It's annoying. Um, paradox. Uh, has been off, has decided to offer refunds to those who had pre-ordered Vampire the Masquerade Bloodline 2 because it's been more than three years since they, they started taking pre-order money and they have no date for the game. Oh. They did say that the game is coming, but there have been major changes made from the game that was offered when they opened mm. pre-orders. It's mummies now. It's, it's all mummies all the way down. It's, it's, it's really weird, but it really made the graphics easier. Yes. Uh, but they are mandatorily refunding 
all physical pre-orders, including for the collector's editions. Mm. And digital pre-orders, they are leaving it as, they're giving it as an option. You can choose to refund your digital pre-order or not. Okay. Uh, Microsoft Activision, uh, nothing new on the U.S. Uh, side of it, but they did set a date for the af- appeals. It's going to be late July, uh, and they're talking about six days is what they're talking about having the appeal meetings run up to. And if the, and if the appeal is granted, all that does is move it back to the CMA to be right. They the appeal score again. won't solve it. They'll, it would be to kick it back and say, you must now evaluate on these things. Correct. So, which is common in us courts too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Microsoft president, Brad Smith is, has a meeting this upcoming week with UK chancellor, Jeremy hunt to discuss the issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, of space hunt fame of space hunt fame, <laughs> but they're going <laughs> space hunts. <laughs> Uh, but they're going to be talking about this and the CMA and all sorts of interesting things. I'm sure uh, Microsoft is talking about going forward um, and just ignoring the CMA's ruling. Mm. And uh, they're discussing fully pulling Activision out of the UK. Yeah. You know, it's such a, it's such a big acquisition. It, it might be worth it. Yeah. I mean, it's the UK is such a small player base. Little, I mean, because you're not even talking about the full population mm-hmm. of the UK. You're just talking about the UK player base. That it makes no sense to halt something for the entire world over the UK. So that, but that's definitely the scorched earth tactic. Mm-hmm. Uh, would be pulling Activision, uh, just pulling Activision out completely. Um, jumping back to a thing we've talked about a long time ago, uh, Nintendo no longer employs Yasha Hadaji. That was the head of the Russian operations. The, the guy who started a company and was kind of third party sideloading new releases into Russia with the Russia, uh, with the ban on new games to Russia. Mm hmm. He no longer works for Nintendo because he was the head of Nintendo's Russian operations. At the same time they made that announcement, uh, the side company that he's the head of, that he was the head of as well, has been announced as Nintendo's provider of customer support in Russia. So he no longer officially Mm. works for Nintendo, but his company is now the sole provider of Nintendo support in Russia. So they, Girded that ban. Yep. That's how oligarchs are made. <laughs> yeah. And now, for another way of the way oligarchs aren't made, yet mm. another follow-up. Mm-hmm. Yuji Naka. Sonic. Co-creator Gotta Sonic. Go fast. Has go to go fast. To <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, that was perfect. That was good. He is going fast to jail. Uh, his insider trading stuff where he got arrested twice for insider trading. Um, he pled guilty. And his sentence has been handed down two and a half years in jail and a fine of about $1.2 million equivalent. It's in yen, obviously. But mm-hmm. uh, but in, in the course of it, the prosecutor said he pled guilty and he showed no signs of remorse. It was just one of those, oh, yep. you caught me. Oh, well. Isn't that like refreshingly honest, though? I mean, you know, it, I guess 
It's like, oh no, I did nothing wrong. This is fine. Everybody <laughs> does it. Everybody does it. It's fine. You're not my dad, prosecutor. <laughs> I just here's your 1.2 million. Have fun. <laughs> did you do insider trading? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you want me in that boardroom? <laughs> you need you me in that boardroom. <laughs> This isn't going to trade itself. These games are going to design themselves. You don't go yeah. fast. Did yourself. you order the market limit sale? Your Sonic ride, I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So there you we go. You think get- he'll make the count coin expl- the ring explodey <laughs> sound when he gives the money out? Just a. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> so, I, I mean. I don't know. I, the fact he's just like, yeah, I did it. That's it's like, it's like, yep, nope, I did it. Cool. <laughs> it's, like, I, it's like, okay, good. It's just fascinating to me how fast this all really resolved. Yeah, because this became a thing in like December mm-hmm. is when is when the he was arrested for the first time, and then it's it's yep done and in jail. I mean, less than it's like like six months to do this whole thing. So, so that's how justice is supposed to work. Mm-hmm. Huh. When it rains from above. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> like tails flying over. Go get you out, boss. <laughs> <laughs> what do you get? Stays in jail. What are you trying to do? I'm jailbreaking. <laughs> I wonder if his roommate. He's got one flaw, complete honesty in all things. <laughs> his, his roommate's going to walk in and just go, I'm Knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Nani. We're mixing our Japanese references yeah, too much. We get stuff mixed up. Okay. What was it? Was it the Sonic cartoon where they decided Sonic loved chili dogs? So, Speaking of love, this isn't this doesn't really have to do with video game. That has to do with you. I'm worried that you have fallen down the swole AI rabbit oh, hole. Oh, I can't help it. They're so good. Tony Keith. They're so right. good. Dear, dear, dear trusted listener. Okay. Tony, we were at a pinball tournament about three weeks ago, and he shows me a video of Harry Potter because the announcement of the Harry Potter had come out. It was Harry Squatter. It was Harry, but it was, but it was Harry Squatter. <laughs> the, uh, the boy who lifted. Yeah. And so it's just uh, AI has generated like all these Harry Potter characters and just roided them out. Super swole muscles, all that. And then last night I'm sitting in my recliner. I'm watching monuments, men. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not a bodybuilding movie. Definitely not. And I get this message from Tony and it's this video. Someone has put, put together Luke, but it's not Skywalker. It's, it's, I can't, what was his name? Um, uh, uh, it was, it was like Skylifter. Skylifter, Luke yeah. Skylifter. And there was Darth Wader, because I guess whey protein, whey, whey protein shakes. And, I thought that was yeah. a bit of a stretch. And then Yoda was Broda. That was great. And, and that one was the best one. And they're just like, they're just saying still like, I've got, I've got, if you only knew the power of the dark squat. And <laughs> Vader is just like, his suit isn't a suit. It's muscles. He's ripped. He's ripped to the power of the dark side. 
Yoda just looked like this old bodybuilder, totally swole. Uh, uh, no, you know, uh, Yoda reminded me of, um, oh, what's his name? He was J. Jonah Jameson. Okay. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, uh, in from, 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 from Whiplash fame and all that stuff. You, what, I can't, I'm not remembering the, the actor's name right now. But. Yeah. Uh, but the guy who played J. Jonah Jameson in the old Spider-Mans was, uh, he was in a movie with Chris Pratt mm-hmm. and he played Chris Pratt's dad, except for he was like a retired Merc and he was ripped. And because mm-hmm. he's at, the actor's actually ripped because he, he, he like, yeah, works he's a lift. All, he lifts. Yeah, he lifts. And he's actually, that's what I thought when I first saw Broda. That's what I felt that I had that kind of, because, oh. because like the whole big beard and everything. And then just, oh. I, um, this one, oh, this is a throwback. Uh, for anyone who's ever, uh, seen a number of, of Japanese anime, it reminded me of that one Bleach, uh, the, the, the number one Soul Society guy, the old guy in charge of all of it. Oh, yeah. Because you had the big beard also. And he's always just sitting there and he's got his little cane until he has to fight. And then it's like, what dr- <laughs> what drugs do you do, Broda? Uh, so anyway, um, Tony has a problem. I I I I I love. I've also sent the Lord of the Rings, some of the Lord of the Rings ones, and uh, there's so many. They're so good. They just <sighs> they make me laugh every time. It's a, it's a problem. But what isn't a problem is uh, reaching out to us. You can always email us, eclecticgamerspodcast.gmail.com. As I noted at the start of the episode, you can support us at patreon.com slash eclecticgamerspodcast. And we are also on facebook.com slash eclecticgamerspodcast. We're available on Twitch, Twitter, and Instagram as eclectic underscore gamers. And uh, that's it for us for this episode. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. Maybe there will be some more news. I don't know. Hopefully something will happen in the pinball world. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's always a little slow after TPF and everything, but in the, normally there'd be like a big release around this time, and it's yeah, just not. But with Stern not doing the three cornerstones, right. I, I think we're going to have a, I think September is when they're scheduled to drop their next game, so we, we've got a bit of a wait. So unless uh, one of the other companies that has talked up doing more than one game a year wants to get a head start pre-expo, which I'm skeptical of, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I, I have heard uh, Godfather sales are not doing well, like not no. doing, not doing as well as Toy Story 4, which didn't do well. No. Yeah. I'm so surprised. So, so maybe JJP accelerates the timeline. Just a hypothetical. But, well, they've got the time turner now, so they can. Mm-hmm. Oh, that lets them take time back and do multiple things. Yes, maybe they can design just like multiple video, games just like at the video same time. Game. They could. They could design a version of Godfather where they're all swole. <laughs> the cat. The cat is ripped. <laughs> Even Marlon Brando's cat is just like meow. Brow. 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 All right. Uh, until next time. My name is Dennis. I'm Tony. Goodbye, everybody. See ya.